Hello and welcome. Or welcome back to our podcast. Yes. yes. To the Spotify girlies. <laughs> um, sorry that the episode is late. <laughs> we had some technical problems. Mm. But we fix it now. We're fixing. Don't you worry. We always come through. Anyways. So. Where do we go from here? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, yeah. (laughs) I always feel like the start of a podcast is like an awkward first date. It's always the most awkward thing ever, dude. I feel like at the first date, like, we don't know what to talk about. No. And you've made notes, like, here are things that we can speak about, but, like, it's just awkward when you get there. Every single time. Okay. Well, and anyways, thank you so much for your continual support. And if you're only listening to us on Spotify, please follow our TikTok account. Yeah. Um, and follow us on Instagram, which I'm assuming you do if you listen to us on Spotify. Mm. But follow us on Instagram because we communicate stuff there sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, we have individual Instagrams and then a joint Mommy or Wrong TikTok. Yes. Yeah. But follow the Mommy or Wrong TikTok, even if you don't. Watch, watch us TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because cool. it's growing. Yeah, it yeah. is. What are we on now? Well, I checked last night for the last time before I went to sleep, and we were on ninety six followers and like a thousand three hundred and something likes. Oh my gosh! Thanks, TikTok. Yeah, our next goal That's is a so hundred followers. So yeah, four more of y'all followers. Then a <laughs> thousand, and then two million. Two million. <laughs> two million. Two million. Straight to the top. Last year I got seven. What is, what's the top? What? Last year I made 7 million, didn't have to do a single fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is actually something I want to talk about. Let's just talk about it now. What? On that topic. What do you think about the new Drake album? People hate it. Okay, but can I tell you, I... But I love it. I don't love all of it. I love everything except like maybe two songs. There's one song specifically that I despise, but I love everything. <laughs> no, I don't enjoy anything and except like three songs. No, bitch. Mm. But the three songs are nice. But the other ones, like, I don't get it. Maybe I must listen to it again nicely. No, I, I was love it. it. Like on my phone in the car. Absolutely not. You can't do so that. You I have to listen with like good stuff. I didn't give it justice. So. No, I have been listening to that album only. It's which incredible. songs do you not like? The only song I really have a personal problem with. <laughs> Calling your name, where he goes, your pussy, and calling my name, and it's over like such a good beat, and I'm so upset that he fucked it, dude. Your pussy, and we're going to be putting a, a meme on the screen right now because you have to see it. Like if you see it, like that's literally Jake when he made that song. I don't get it. My personal favorites yeah, are Sticky mm-hmm. and Jimmy Cooks. Mm-hmm. Th- those songs those are, are my fucking favorite. fire. Fire. And I like Massive also just because. Just because. For the hype. No, but like a lot of the vibes I like. And oh, this is what I wanted to talk about. So, somebody made a TikTok that I watched last night and I was like, this makes sense. Yeah. So they were like, <laughs> you know, like passion fruits? Yes. So people were saying that like when passion fruit, fruit came out, a lot of the longtime Drake fans were like not happy with it. Hating they were it, like, yeah. yeah, they were like, this sucks, whatever. And it's like, all of the, those songs that he kind of made in that little Rihanna era that he had. Yeah. All of those songs he's m- largely male following were hating. But then the girls were loving it. He made it for the girlies. And then it became a thing where like 
those songs would play in a club, the girls would pop off. The mm-hmm. guys would like it because the girls are dancing. Exactly. Because where where girls are, the guys follow. Exactly. Like, sorry, y'all are just easy like that. But, <laughs> yeah. so like, Drake, he finessed the music industry because he, he made this album and the guys are like, ew, this shit sucks. And the girls are like, this is yes. bomb. Exactly. Play this shit. Dude, if they played Sticky in a Club, I would pay money. <laughs> It's over, dude. I would pay We're money, dude. I would be dead. No, for real. I would I would shake my ass like I've never shaken an ass ever in my life before. It would fall off of my body at the end of that song. Like, no, absolutely. So he, like, finessed it. He has the formula done. No, literally. And even, I posted a story that was like, um, Drake made this album for the girls, like, whatever. He's giving us the summer 16 energy that we wanted, whatever, whatever. And literally, I got, like, hearts from all my oh, girlfriends. Girl. And then... One guy friend was like negative. I'm like, not yeah. negative, babe. <laughs> That's what you say now in a few months. But like, even me, there's one guy that I can't say, no, but this guy. Elijah, if you're watching this, you're the fucking one. I don't know. I don't know you, but I know you. You're the fucking one. <laughs> this guy, like, he, I have had discourse with him on Kanye. Yeah. Like, he's just a vibe, dude. And he likes it. He's like, over here forever. He gets it. Yeah. So I'm like, it's because you get it. Of you course. know. When you, you're going to be here, you're going to play the shit, the girls are going to turn up. you got to be smart, babe. Yeah, dude. And Drake, he was smart with it. And Drake, he was smart. And if you watch his stories also, like, after he dropped the surprise album, he was clever because he was making fun of himself. You yeah. know that guy that... Did you watch his stories? Yeah, I did. You know that guy that always makes, like, the Drake, like, parody videos on TikTok? That like mm-hmm. he's like you do you showed me him bitch the guy's oh. like singing white guy then he's like oh yeah then it's like and Drake posted look up, the look up, look up. I don't know that's his name yes and anyway. Drake posted a video on his stories where you know the song where there's like bed squeaks in the back yeah, yeah. then the guy's like making the bed squeaks oh, yeah. I'm like Drake reposted that shit that's so funny. and this meme that I want to put in the previous clip he also posted that shit it's literally all Drake standing like this. And then that <laughs> caption is, your pussy is calling my name. It's, it's like so funny. Dude, but that song with the bed is annoying. It's a little bit annoying. Do you know what is that? Is that one falling for you? Yeah. <laughs> it's I a little bit annoying, you. but I can, I can vibe to it. I mean, it's I can vibe to it. It's not, yeah. Do you know what is like a bit annoying? <laughs> yeah. Like a, a little bit anxiety inducing. The song where it's like, ding, ding, ding. It sounds, sounds like the start of a race, but the race isn't stopping. That's massive. Like, yeah. but I love it. Like, I enjoy the vibe. I enjoy the vibe, but I'm like... <laughs> yeah. If you're just listening to it, like, just for listening to yeah. it, not... But you know what I think, yeah. personally? I think this album is going to be the one that, like, all the techno queens <laughs> take and, like, DJ that shit up. <coughs> Sorry. But also... It's a Pride album, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> people are like, why is Drake making voguing songs? Like, no, make it. But when he said, don't tell me you're a model unless you've been in Vogue. Hectic. I mean, it's true. Did he lie? Don't come here with your Instagram baddie shit. Not the Drake. No, he said, I want supermodel. (laughs) If anything, like... Okay, Drake... What's that other line where he goes... What is that other line where he's like, no, not now, or whatever? When? I don't know. I'll remember (laughs) This is literally our conversation song. He has another line, dude, where he's like, whatever, fuck off. But fully, Drake's previous album was not it. We The pregnancy fucking... Oh, no. no. That was not it. I can tell you now. What are they thinking, honestly? I didn't... I hated it. 
I hated it. Mm. There wasn't one song there that was memorable. And I can tell you fully, Donda slayed him on that on that yeah. third because they really said, "I'm gonna drop on the same day as Donda and gave us trash." And you know, like Kanye is crazy, but like he's an artist. <laughs> an artist. So like, yeah, not all the Donda songs are fire, but like. He had way more fire songs than Drake had. Yeah. For real. No, but if Drake dropped this album with Donda, mm. I, I would have been setting up for Drake. I would have. clear fight. Yeah. Yeah. But he said, what did he say? He he said like something on Twitter. We're still working on, in the scary hours. So like something is coming. Something oh, more is coming. Sick. I love that. I love when an artist is just grinding, dude. Even me. Mm. Like when Ari... Oh, that was the best song of my life. When Ariana, Ariana Grande released Thank You Next and then literally like... Immediately, there was positions. Yeah. She was just working, dude. The whole time, working. Yeah, but I feel like artists, like, it's a certain headspace. It's like... Yeah. <clears throat> this is very controversial. Sorry if we get hate for this. But, like, I really think that artists, like... I'm equating this to this because it's the only thing I can think of. But I'm sure there are other, like, uh, parallels that can be drawn. Mm-hmm. But, like, a lot of people... And a lot of artists have bipolar disorder and will go into mania in the same like time they're being really artistic but i yeah. think like for artists specifically there's like a kind of a mode that you go into and it's like beast mode like Definitely. you're you're like in this mindset where you're just you can just create yeah. and when you're in it you're in it and when you're not in it you're you can't fake it, it. Yeah. you cannot fake yeah, it dude. but same like with ariana grande during that time obviously her life was falling apart like she was yeah. going through the most her personal life so, like shit. sorry babe but like it came <laughs> You worked in and yeah. like you got a good shit out of it. And now people are asking her like when's your next album? She's like, guys, I haven't even thought about a next album. Yeah. So like you said, it comes and it goes. Yeah. yeah. And when you're there, you're there and like it's tangible. Like yeah. everybody can feel it. And you can tell when an artist is just making stuff and they're not in that mode. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. You can tell when an artist is just making stuff because their record label is pushing them yep. and whatever. That people fans are being annoying. Yeah. But that's, you know, I can respect Rihanna also for not doing that, for not engaging in that. Oh my gosh, dude, I saved a TikTok because I saw it and then I didn't have time to watch it. So I saved it and I haven't gone back to watch it. And the girl was like saying, this is why Rihanna can retire and Beyonce cannot. And I was like, what? What the fuck does that mean? But that's so deep, dude. That's real deep. It's hectic. And she was, I don't even know because I didn't watch it. You know, Beyonce's coming out with a new album. Is it? And it's hectic. Like, you can only pre-save it and stuff on our website. And it's, like, oh. people are saying it's, like, a data collection thing. Oh, my God. And Beyonce is, like, like partnering with, I don't know, Sony to, like, sell your data and all shit. And, like, listen, I love Beyonce. I'm a Beyonce stan, baby. I will die for Beyonce. Like, if there's one person <laughs> who I will fangirl over and, like, to the end of the earth, like, I will never breathe again if she looks at me. It's Beyonce. Beyonce. Hundred percent. But like, I can see her doing that. It's yeah. Beyonce, bitch. Of she doesn't give a fuck. She's like, yeah. If I told, if Beyonce posted a story right now saying, just so you know, if you listen to my new album, your daughter will be sold. I'm, I'm listening to it. <laughs> what are you gonna do? That's true, dude. Like people don't care because it's Beyonce. It's Beyonce, and like, just came already sold my data. So like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's gonna happen? I'm listening. To At Beyonce. least Queen B now has my phone number. <laughs> I feel honored that Queen Bee sold my daughter. I feel honored. You see. No, I'm joking. But for real, like, it's Beyonce, bitch. That's crazy. Yeah. But I can see that. I mean, that's a clever way to do it. From the daughter perspective. 
true story. And she said, what did she say? She said something about like act one or something. So I don't know. Because you know, like Lemonade came with like the poetic, like yeah, whole yeah, yeah. extra album thingy. Tasha was fire. I think she's going to do something like that. But really, something really what I'm her. hoping for mm-hmm. is when you watched Homecoming, I don't know if you watched Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Remember she spoke about like the pain of having twins and like yeah. her body wasn't prepared for it and yeah, she yeah. she it was unexpected all the shit right and she was talking from like such a deep place and i really hope that in that time she wrote stuff and that this is mm. going to be on the album because beyonce like any artist when they're hurting or like they're in pain but beyonce when she like gets in her feelings dude it's there yeah and it's art it's everything you can like lemonade was made how many years ago and like still it's still dude it's still, and when i listen to sandcastles i'm still crying like every time but it's because it has that emotion dude. yeah like, it's it like will raw always real. be relevant it's not yeah yeah i love the fact that like jay-z cheated on her and she wasn't like oh i'm gonna go into hiding and never do anything she was like fuck you so i'm putting my music out there out yeah. there and like if anything i'm gonna get rich off of you doing this what a baddie. What a baddie. We love to see And it. then Jay-Z released 444. And let me say, I'm not the biggest Jay-Z fan. I listened to that shit just to get the other perspective. And I was like, this isn't even... I didn't even listen to this it. This isn't even close. He was like, it was his perspective basically mm. on Lemonade. Please. Please. You do not compare. You do not compare, babe. Like, he said maybe in that whole album, he maybe said one line that added to the album that you were like, oh, okay. He was like, I regret cheating on you, basically. That was the line. You were like, okay, great. <laughs> Okay, and then... No, your story is bullshit. Dude. Yeah, it's like a seat back. And I love the fact that they got back together and she made him sit in her tours. He sat there in the audience every night. He felt her audience's <laughs> rage and pain with her. Literally. And there was fuck all he could do about it. She didn't take him back and say, oh, okay, well, it's over now. Like, let me cancel my lemonade tour because I'm not upset with you anymore. She said, no, no fuck that. You heard me. Sit, sit there. You're going to listen to me sing I am sorry. And the whole <laughs> fucking Brown. audience is screaming. They are enraged, babe. Love that. No, fuck you. Yeah, so lots of things going on in the music world. True story. Yeah. Um. So what did I want to say about this? What was I saying? Oh, that if you're in a relationship and you don't have to feel like yes. you have to stay there for the pride and whatever. What was it? If you watched the new season of Keeping Up With The Kardashians... Obviously, the drama unfolded. Yeah. But the last episode... Have you watched it now, the last episode? No, dude. <laughs> you gotta watch it. I gotta watch it. But basically, Kim and Chloe sit, sit on a bed, like, after the whole Tristan scandal, and they talk to each other about, like, the vibe. And then they say... They're so proud of themselves for, like, staying in these relationships and, like, whatever. And I have multiple thoughts about that. Because... You shouldn't be staying in a relationship that is horrible. Yeah. Just for the pride of, I tried everything. I tried everything. No, babe. If you're literally in a toxic space, like, you don't have to try everything. Exactly. Like, there's no reason for you to be no. trying everything. You actually shouldn't. You're 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 worth so much more than to stay in a relationship just to say, oh, but I tried everything to make it and work. And I fought for us as much as I could. No don't like <laughs> you're a fool there's so much better out there sorry you're not a fool but you know what I mean. but like if there's kids involved and when there's kids involved it's different because you're gonna have that person in your life forever and whatever so yeah. like kim and chloe's situation i understand but i feel like it it a lot of women have this like sense of staying in a relationship 
just for the fact that they for that for that pride at the end of the day to yeah. say I did it I tried everything he treated me like shit but I did it and one thing Kim said is like if the public really knew what my relationship was behind the scenes everyone would have thought that I was crazy for staying mm. because you were yeah then don't do it and but. so like if you're young right now if you're a young person right now and you're in a relationship and you're not completely happy in that relationship completely fulfilled in that relationship there is no reason for you to be staying yeah and also thinking about like but what are people gonna say like if now i've been with this person for so long now it's over who gives a fuck what anyone says like it's people will see oh you broke up with this person shame like cool and then they're gonna move on and think about other things and like whatever it's would you rather live a life where you're like where other people think oh she got divorced at a young age or she got broke up with this guy she's been with forever or a life that is secretly horrible Mm. where you're actually suffering because at the end of the day yo you're the only one that's suffering like people will see you online and they'll maybe give you two seconds of a thought and then that's it people move on yeah exactly no one cares and you're like you're here you're on earth to live and experience life and you should be doing that and like to have a life that you're miserable in for the sake of others why babe for what and my advice is just like do it before it gets complicated because when you're in that position where you are Chloe and Kim and you have all these kids involved and now you've been in this marriage or this relationship that you hate for years and years and years you have all these kids now it's like now it is a problem yeah now it becomes a hassle because that person is going to be in your life forever whether they made you unhappy or not and like Kim's divorce is such a perfect example of how like Kanye humiliated her in public yeah. so many times and if she had just from the start been like mm, actually this isn't it she could have avoided all of that yeah, you're dude. making like a bigger mess for your children mm. and like she, like she said also like marriages come and go yeah <laughs> it is what it is like relationships come and go but once there's kids it's over you're tied for yeah. life also yeah. in that like that special they did when keeping up ended mm. Then she said, like, if she was more mature, she would have gotten an annulment in her first marriage because mm. she wanted to, like, say she she just didn't get an annulment because she didn't want to say, like, oh, it was fraud and whatever the fuck, which I get. But, like, if she didn't have that marriage on her record, she would have been happier. Like, she doesn't want yeah. that. I think it's, like, it's so crazy. We, But it's also a thing of, like, denial. Like, people don't mm. want to accept that this is where they are yeah. at. I think we all need to practice acceptance a bit more acceptance and letting go and like letting go and like we're here literally to make mistakes and it's okay yeah and like not to hold on to them until you're drowning yeah that's another thing also people will be like but i've been in this relationship for 10 years now like how can i throw it all away if it's not serving you anymore yeah let it go like there's no reason to hold on it's literally only hurting you like yeah and like i'm talking about like a specific thinking about a specific scenario in my life right now where it's older people who have been together for a very long time and they feel like well we've made a commitment to each other yes and you served that commitment for the time that you were together and now it's no longer working so break it all Mm, exactly and also for people that have been together for so long like you meet a person when they're 16 17 Mm. whatever if you grow to be 40 with them they're a completely different person and so are you and if you don't match anymore that's okay and like i think a lot of people forget that yes it's gonna hurt Mm. sure it's gonna hurt but then you're allowing each other to experience life again to live a life that you can be happy and grateful you're here yeah you don't have to 
be in a situation where every day you're just stuck. Exactly. And I mean, at one point, obviously towards the end of the relationship, you can feel resentment or whatever. Mm. But at one point, you really did love this person. Like, that's yeah. why you're in with them. Like, don't you also want them to go and live their life and be happy? And, 100%. You know? I think my biggest thing is like, I never want to feel like I'm resenting someone. So like, mm. I would rather end the relationship than feel like at some point I'm going to resent this person for what I'm doing right yeah. now. Like, if I have to stay with you through it all to try and make it work, at some point I'm going to resent you for the fact that I was miserable for years and years and exactly. years to try and make it work and you did fuck all. Yeah. So, let's move past that, guys, please. Yeah, please. Love and acceptance. Love and acceptance. Okay. One of our listeners wanted some advice on studying drama. And I know we've spoken about this quite a lot on our Spotify. Mm. Um, but we're going to just also mention other things that we haven't really touched on. Yeah, especially for our TikTok also, because I know that um, it is a thing, like it is a a growing industry in South Africa. And so mm-hmm. people are showing interest in studying drama, but there's a lot of questions about it because it's a very practical thing. And so people aren't sure whether they should go to like a university or they should go to like a thing like, like AFTA or whatever, you know? Yeah. I think it's all interesting. I think there are many approaches to the industry. Yeah, definitely. Um, in fact, some people approach it without any education in the industry. I wouldn't recommend that necessarily. Um, but you know, what do you? What's what, your thoughts? What I wanted to say was, um, if you are like looking at going to a tertiary institution, whatever, to study drama. Just really do your research, reach out mm. to people in the different institutions that you're considering and see what kind of like methods they use to what you're yeah. going to get taught. If it's mostly practical, if you're doing theory as well, like what, yeah. because that really makes a difference. Um, obviously, we went to Turks. It's very academic focused. We do a lot of theory. We also do practicals and things like that. But what's nice is that we get... So, okay, let me quickly tell you my story. <laughs> I was going to study musical theater at TUT, mm. which is all fine and well. But at the end of the day, after going through my whole journey at Tux and doing everything and whatever, cool. I Looking back, I know that going to Tux was the best option yeah. that I had at the time. Because at Tux, you get a well-rounded like understanding and knowledge of so many different things mm. in the industry. Like, yes, you can go into the industry and just be a performer, but there's so many other things and maybe in three years time, you don't even want to be a performer anymore. Mm. You want to be a director, you want to production manage, you want to do stage And managing. it sounds so cliche that they're like, we got a well-rounded education, but it really is because yeah. you, and something you got to remember about Tux as well is you get to specialize. Yeah. Um, which I think is super important because you're you're gonna learn a lot about the industry and there are so many different aspects to this industry. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you gotta pick something that you're going to focus on because you need to have in-depth knowledge about however many things you want to be involved in and mm-hmm. that can't be everything. You're not if you're gonna focus on everything, you're gonna know a little bit about everything. Jack of all trades, but master of none. So you need to pick what you're gonna master and like for us, well, when I went into the industry, I, I spoke about this the other day to Ariana. Um, I found the documents that I applied to text with. And like, they asked us to prioritize these like five categories. And I prioritized academics as number one. And like digital media as four. And TV and stage as five. Which if I had to do that now, it would be the other way around. Completely probably. different, yeah. Um, and so I specialized, well, we both specialized in digital media. 
best thing we ever did because it literally opened up a whole new part of the industry to us that if you're not even if performance is like the thing that you're mainly interested in doing mm. you're not always going to be performing like unless you're on a soap where even if you're on a soap you're probably not always going to be performing but if you get a soap then maybe that you can regard that as a full-time performance gig mm. but if you're just doing ads or part-time roles or even if you do movies there are going to be gaps stage like, yeah there's, there's going to be gaps mm. in that so you you're always working something. on a project to project basis so yeah you need to fill those gaps with other things that you are good at and that mm. you are passionate about so that you can sustain yourself yeah and like behind the scenes stuff is so underrated especially if you're coming from like a high school point of view and you're like well i just want to be an actor you really should do some research into like everything that happens behind the scenes because there are so many roles that need to be filled and that industry is available because most people go with that mindset yeah i just want to be a performer exactly and that's what i like about what you said that yes we do get to learn a little it feels like in your first three years studying at tux mm. two years that you're like learning a bit of everything but you're not really mastering anything mm. and then in third year and especially if you do honors where you yeah. really specialize that's when everything just comes together and you're like okay cool this is where i'm going because also when you're starting in first year you don't really know what you want to do you don't yeah. know much and like so that's such a good thing that you get all these little bites because then you get to see, oh, actually, I've never even thought about being interested in this. Exactly. And that's what I wanted to say about um, if I had gone to TET and studied musical theater, that's already from day one so specialized mm -hmm. and so niche. Like, mm -hmm. then what if in my third year I realized, whoa, I want to be a social media manager. Then how? What, how do you jump Where from? am I going? Then I'm confused. But then you least, need a whole new education. You see, but at least going to Turks, being introduced to just digital media, mm -hmm. I already had an understanding and now I can jump into something like that. Yeah, so that's also something I want to say. Like, even if Tex doesn't offer, like, an outright course on social media management, the especially the first two years of the degree, like you said, yeah. give you such a good base for the industry that you could really get yourself into any position in the industry from there. You can maneuver your own way. You can find, like, information wherever and go into that direction. And certain things in your degree will help you get there. There will always be a part of your degree that you can somehow use to do these things. Yeah. And also something else, like, I think people need to remember is that, yes, there are a lot of jobs in the industry specifically. So, like, if you want to edit for the industry or work in whatever you want to do wardrobe, you want to do makeup, you want to do whatever you want to do. There's a lot of jobs in the industry, but there are also a lot of, lot of jobs that don't directly link to the industry that you could still be doing. Yes. Um, for instance, social media managing for private companies. There are a lot of private companies that need digital media like stuff. Yeah, they content need, creation. Yeah, mm. and editing and stuff like that, or like um, shooting stuff for them, voiceovers, things like that. There's also a big market for in specifically South Africa for drama teachers. Don't forget those things. Yeah. Like there's still space in industries outside of the main industry. Yeah, exactly. For you. So yeah, obviously we can only speak on our experience yeah. and like we will always advocate for <laughs> drama and sex. Um yeah. so like I said, go find other people that have studied at after mm. Oakfield College, things like that. I wouldn't actually, can I just say like I wouldn't if you really want to just be a stage performer. That's the only thing that you really, really want to do. And you have no, you have no interest in anything else. I wouldn't recommend text as much because you are going to get everything else. I would rather recommend something like Stellenbosch that mm -hmm. are very focused on stage or after. 
After, yeah. After, the thing with after is they're extremely, like, everything is just technical. Like, you yeah. go in and you're practical the yeah. whole time. Like, which is also nice, but, yeah, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, um, artists do need to be educated to a certain extent. I agree. And I think, like, Texas is so academic and a lot of other institutions or people from other institutions will fault that or, like, mm-hmm. criticize it. I think it's incredible because I've never worked on a project where I felt like what I learned in academics has stopped me. It's actually just enabled me. And you know what academics in drama specifically does? Because sex is very academically driven, extremely academically driven. But what it does is it just gives you a deeper understanding. So when people say, oh, we're doing this, but they don't really know why they're doing that. You know why they're doing that. And you also know when that's not the right decision because you know what the motivation for that decision is. Exactly. And we've also spoken about this before where... Like, yes, it's academic, but also it's not just academics like you're learning theory for nothing. Mm. It's academics in a way that helps you. Once you're in the industry out there trying to hustle and get a job and whatever, you know how to write a treatment. You know how to set if now you want to go into social media managing, you know how to write a strategy because you understand the structure. Exactly. The structure of things and how to present something in a professional way. Even if you're not, it's your first time doing this job, but now you're presenting it in such a professional way that people are like, that's the one thing I can about. say, yeah. Sex yeah. really teaches you how to be professional and how to look professional even if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like, yeah. you can feel so lost and everyone else will perceive you as very professional mm. because of the way sex teaches you to approach things. And they teach you how to break things down in a way that makes sense. Like, you can approach something systematically even if you're not even if you're not a systematic person. Like, even if you're not an analytical person. Yeah. You get, you learn that skill and it really is a skill to break things down in such a way that you can make it make sense to others, even if they don't get the vision. Because something you also need to think about is like, you're an artist, but the people paying for your stuff, for the stuff to be done in this industry, aren't artists. So how are you communicating effectively to them? To communicate one thing from one artist to another artist, quite easy. To communicate it to a business professional that has no clue what's going on in the industry is very difficult. And you need to do that in a way that is professional and calculated so that they feel like this isn't a risk for them. Exactly. So there you go. (laughs) And remember also, well, this is just my belief, Mm. but (laughs) whatever you end up deciding is what was the best decision for you. And if Three years down the line, you think, listen, actually, I think I chose the wrong thing or the wrong degree, the wrong institution. I want to move away, do whatever. Do it. Like, literally, your period of time where you're out of high school and just before you enter, like, the workforce is your time to play and to figure out what your life is. So, go for it. And you can prolong that period of time. Like, don't let people tell you, oh, you need to, by 26, you need to do this or that. Do you? No. And also don't think that if you're in that in-between space, you can't be making money. Because I feel like that's a lot of people's flaw. Like they think, not flaw, but like a lot of people's mistake where they get Mm. like stuck is that they feel like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing next. I want to go do something else. I think I might want to go into another industry or whatever. And in that time, they're not making money. You can still make money in that time where you're switching over. Literally. And it doesn't like, it might take you a while to actually get a proper job in Mm. your industry or what you Mm want to do. But in the meantime, you can still do like student jobs. Yeah. And I mean, and like other things, because there's a lot of little projects that you can be involved. Yeah, in. of course. So just trust and believe. Trust and believe. And like my biggest advice to you is to just, if you really want to study drama, take a moment to do your research, which is not like, it sounds so overwhelming. Just take a moment and see what institutions there are, what they offer, and then be smart about it. 
approach it from the standpoint of not from the standpoint of I'm 18 years old and I don't know what I want to do with my life. Approach mm-hmm. it from the standpoint of like, if you already studied this degree, if you were finished on the day that you were looking at that research, if you're finished with that degree, where would you head? What would be your next step? Yeah. And also, um, go to the open days. Yeah. Phone, can I come in, like, look around? Like, if you are walking through a space and you can see yourself in that space, that's probably the best place for you to be. Mm-hmm. If you are going somewhere and you're like, whoa, I don't feel like I belong here, then maybe that's just, yeah, you need to trust your gut. Yeah. And good luck. Good luck. You've got it. <laughs> yeah, we believe in you. Cool. Listen, guys, what's your next topic? Mommy, we're not- what does that mean? We're not explaining the name. Oh, our name. Okay. Are we going for it? Yes, I guess. Yeah. Well, okay. We wanted to do this section. We kind of spoke about it once for the Spotify girlies, I think. Mm, Not really. We did, we've never spoke about it in depth. Yeah. So I think now that our TikTok is going and whatever, we should explain. Just break it down. Yeah. So. So. <laughs> why is our name, Mom, you were wrong? Why is that our name? <sighs> we always refer back to our degree. We're referring back to it again because it makes sense. <laughs> yes. When we were fresh 18 year olds, you know, you, you kind of, your ideology is formed by where you come from, your school, your parents, whoever you were surrounded with, you know, then you get to university Mm. and especially in our degree, your ideology is challenged every single day. And you realize, wait, something's wrong here. (laughs) (laughs) Something ain't right here. Then you start breaking down these things and you realize your parents were wrong about a lot of stuff, but they weren't wrong because they wanted to teach you the wrong thing and like make sure that you fail right they were giving you actually genuinely their best advice it just isn't the same world anymore yeah that's a big one hey yeah the world our parents lived in is completely different to the world that we live in now and like they were just doing the best that they could with the information that they had so we're not faulting them we're not faulting them it's not like a mom fuck you (laughs) yeah it's not a you were so wrong and like no it's like a it's like a nice um empathetic mom you were wrong babe. yeah like this is i nice. i understand your like my upbringing and what you've taught me and what you believe in whatever but actually i'm now an adult functioning person mm. in the world and i'm making my own decisions and my own ideologies and my own mm. beliefs about the world and you have to if you're going to be living in 2022 and your parents lived in the 60s or the 70s you gotta really just Dial it up. No, I'm serious. But like, so that's where it comes from. Like, mom, you were wrong, but like in a compassionate way. Yeah. You were wrong. You told me the wrong shit. Whatever you told me about life, that ain't it. But I learned new stuff and I'm moving on. And now I'm presenting that information to other people. So that's who we are. Mom, you were wrong. (laughs) Cool. Yella. Are we dishing for Squid Games? (laughs) I have to know. No, I have to know. For real, for real. Who of you guys are auditioning for Squid Games? Please, guys, I saw someone's um, audition tape. They posted it to their TikTok. And I'm They're like, good. No. But I don't... <laughs> I'm not trying to be shady. I'm so sorry. But the person was like... They were giving, like, engineer vibes. Uh, Hi, no. my name is Jess, and I'm auditioning for Squid Games. Why am I auditioning for Squid Games? Uh, shame. Because I love to play... Um, PlayStation games. <laughs> very good, very nice. Very good, very nice. But yes, I think everyone should audition, honestly. So if you don't know, Squid Games is um, doing a, what is it called? Reality TV show, like a game show. Basically. A game show, yeah. 
they're doing a game show where the biggest lump sum cash that has ever been like won in a game show is up for grabs here. It's 73 million rand. That is crazy, dude. That's insane. 73 million rand That's that like you're going to win. That's a lot of money. That's <laughs> massive, major, life-changing, crazy money. Yeah. So like, obviously they're not killing people. They're not going to eliminate you by killing you. Bummer. But they're on park. Come on. <laughs> but I think the stakes are still going to be very real because it's such a large amount of money. Right. And what is our slogan? You never know what to expect or something like that. Something like that. So like, I'm assuming the games are going to be completely different to what we saw in like the series and stuff, mm. because obviously they don't want you to know what to expect. But yeah, I think it's going to be difficult, but. I think and we should audition. You're, you can audition if you're in South Africa, by the way. Yeah. You have to be over 21 mm. and not have permanent employment and obviously have a passport, but then you can audition. Yeah. It's a global thing. It's open yeah. globally. Crazy guy. <laughs> and it's shooting early 2023. Guys, I think it's insane. But it's so funny. We literally had a conversation where we were like, but we should end there. And no, then we, we were like literally cracked up because we're like, we're actually the kind of bitches that will. No, we are literally <laughs> the kind of people who will accidentally get in. Like, it sounds so picky to say it. No, but it's true, dude. Like, that's the shit that we're like, let's just see, man. It's just, we're not going to do it. And then we do. Can I just tell you when this happened on a small, much smaller scale? One of our friends DM'd us that Bounce was yeah. hiring. And it was on their stories. Like, And we just saw it. We're like, okay, dope. Let's show up. We show up. And all these people are telling us, like, they have prepared intensely for this interview. They've tried for two years to get this. They've always wanted to work at Bounce. They've spoken to the people before. Like, all the shit. We're literally, we're literally standing there like, we showed up in, like, colorful leggings and a tank top. Yeah. <laughs> we get there. They, like, asked us to do something fun. I literally twerked on the table. Me too. You did. Yeah, you also I did, twerked. like, Irish dancing and, like, random shit. You yeah. told them a joke. Next week, we're working at Bounce. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, we got in. I don't know. We did it. Literally both of us. We're like, let's And, go. like, when I say we went to the interview, like, between exams, like, we were busy. Like, this yeah. was probably the busiest period in our degrees. We and just we went, just, like, for a good time. It wasn't we even... Sh- we showed up for the interview, like, we had half an hour, then we had to fuck off back to campus. And we were like, okay, let's do this. People were clearing their schedules, like, oh, shit. We went there, we were like, okay. And they were like, yeah. Yeah, so this shit always happens to us. And I was, yo, dude, we were saying, like, there's 450-something contestants. Mm. And we're like, the only South African people is going to be these two bitches. Like, the dumbest <laughs> bitches. The dumbest bitches of the South. All these big boys, these big rugby boys are entering. They think they're going to get it. Here we are. Dude, can you imagine the whole of South Africa as a nation is like, but why are these ones? Why them? <laughs> they're the worst representation of us. And we're here. Yo, dude, that will actually be hilarious. That's fucking, that's literally us, dude. <laughs> that's us, bro. That's We're up, that up here, and so they're like, what is happening? What are they doing? I fully don't. Like, if I had to call my mom right now and say, hi, mom, my God, it's a squid game. So I might be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what is that, first of all? Second of all, where are you going? Where, where are you, you going? going? For three weeks, you're just gone. No phone. No, I tell her, no, I'm going to go compete in a game. You're going to play games. <laughs> You're graduated, you're gonna play games. Yeah, but I'm gonna make money more. No, you're not, babe. No, you're not. <laughs> no, fully. We would also lose like the first, second round. <laughs> you what did you say? She said by like the physical game shop. Logical games. Oh uh, no. If we, if I must think for it, it's over, but <laughs> <not happening. laughs> if anything, if anything has to do with math, 
Yo, if they give me math. It's finished. No, no, no. I'm not doing math. But I mean, no. I would still do it just for the lulz. No, but Bully, can I just say, like, not to be fucked, but we know <laughs> that we know that Americans are kind of dumb. Like, their education system is not it. Yeah. So, like, I feel like my math level might not be great, but it's better than this. No, I'm fighting. <laughs> maybe not maths, maybe geography. You or they don't know geography, eh? Yeah, dude. Where's this? No, I don't know. No, I don't know. So, on that note, my cousin loves matcha. No! What do you mean, baby? Guys, what can we mean? please talk about matcha? I don't understand why you're drinking grass. Like, it tastes like actual soil. It tastes like you dug deep into the earth and you started eating it with your hands. It's gross. It tastes like what cows eat. If you think, like, <laughs> a cow is eating something very fresh, very green and, like... It's like gourmet cow food. It's deep nature. Dude. That's what it is. It tastes like deep nature. It's gross. Deep, it's a rich soil. It's not <laughs> rich soil, bitch. That's literally how it tastes. I don't get it. No, it's gross, dude. And let me tell you, I tried matcha and I really tried to like it. I don't. I also tried my She best. was like, this is what happened. We were driving one day. I'm like, I really want to go get a coffee. Can we please stop? She's like, yeah, sure. I really want to get a matcha. Immediately I'm thinking, ugh. But I'm like, surely if she's saying it like that, she's had it and she likes it. I feel like there are people who like matcha and people who don't. So I'm like, girlie likes matcha, it's fine. No, dude. Get there, order the matcha. She drinks it. First sip, she's like, I see it in her face. This girl's never tried it. This is her first ever sip. I'm like, was this your first time trying matcha? She's like, yeah. I'm like, and it sucks, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not good. She, then the whole afternoon, she's like, why wouldn't you tell me it was your first time trying matcha? I would have told you not to do it. I'm and telling like, you right now, if you're a girly who's watching, because I watch these girlies on YouTube drinking yeah, their matcha. And they make it, like the whole ritual is so... With a little whisk. And I want to do that. It's cute. It's self-care. Like, oh, look. But no, not to drink. But it tastes like that. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Give me my bean juice. I'm fine. And you can't even, like, sugar it to make it nice. <laughs> no, dude, I can't when I think about it. Because it literally is so disgusting. And I'm so sorry if you're offended and you like matcha, but your no, taste buds are different. I don't understand. <laughs> Yo, your taste buds are different, babe. You know what it tastes like? You know when you drink a green juice and there's that little bit of, like, bitter, fucked up aftertaste. The whole thing is just that nice. Yeah, literally. But I really tried to like it. Me too. I wanted to like it because I want to be the girl with the aesthetic green. No. Yeah, I want to do Pilates and have my matcha. But anyways. Absolutely not. Whatever. No. Oh, then we were talking about family secrets. Hiba Dean. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Okay. Also, last week it was supposed to snow. Where, where's the snow? <laughs> this weekend it was supposed yeah. to snow. Guys, the long weekend it was supposed to snow in Gauteng. Now we're gonna sound ignorant if they did snow somewhere in Gauteng and we didn't know. But I just want to say it didn't snow in Pretoria. No, it didn't snow here. But what I'm saying is, well, it was really cold. It was freezing. Thursday night was freezing. But yo, it was freezing. But this is what I was telling you, dude. Like every single year they're like, it's gonna snow, and it doesn't. Like, but then, so sorry, let me put this. So Thursday night it was freezing. It was so cold, yeah. colder than it's been. Then, <laughs> before you carry on, Thursday night we went to watch um, hockey, right? Mm-hmm. Outside. I no, put, no. I had like five layers, dude. I was actually warm because yeah. I had so much clothes on. Doesn't Muji come with a long sleeve and a hoodie? <laughs> Muji is their friend, guys. Muji is always lost. A long sleeve and a hoodie. It's the coldest night of winter. It's the coldest night of the whole year. He's here. Like, guys, it's most cold today. Of course it's cold. <laughs> 
Yes, you're not wrong. I'm wearing five layers of a big puffy jacket. Dude, I would have worn my coat easily. Anyways. No. Some people are crazy, but <laughs> yeah. this is what I wanted to say. So now, Thursday, cold. Yeah. Extremely cold. Yeah. Yesterday, summer day. Yeah. What Sunday was a summer day, guys. Literally. I was delighted. And if if I ever doubted my seasonal depression, it proved it. Because <laughs> let me tell you, yeah. Saturday, couldn't be bothered with life. Mm. Didn't want to do anything. Mm. Was so upset. Sunday, I was going on missions. I have nowhere to go because I did it all Saturday when I was fucking angry. Sunday, I was driving. Yeah, let me get us a drinky drink. Let me... Because yes. I wanted to do things because it's hot. Living your best life. And if you can relate to this, guys, please text me because I feel I feel alone. This bitch is a winter girl. She yeah, loves I'm it. I'm sorry. I really love winter. I don't know what it is. If the weather is just a little, I'm happy. If it's just warm, I'm, I want to do things. I'm like, let's go on a road trip. Yeah, then it's slightly cold. I'm like, if you, do, if you touch me, if you look at me today, I'm fighting. <laughs> So, yeah, no snow, but anyways. No snow! Oh, are we going to talk about when we had snow at school? <laughs> Wait, I want to tell my story. When you had snow at school, it was boring. You still went to school, you did whatever. Well, cool, because it was snowing at 7 in the morning, but I had snow at school. <laughs> this is Ariana's toxic trait also. Like, if you know her in real life, you know that this is the truth. I feel like on the, on the podcast, sometimes it doesn't come through. She's the type of girl who's like... You have an interesting story, but my three-second experience way more interesting. <laughs> Let me tell you. Do you know what? When you were fighting with Marius, she was fighting with her boyfriend fucked up for like was, a week. It was like way back in the day. Yeah, it was really bad. Anyways, she's telling me all this cuck. She's like, Marius, fuck him. Like, he's so in a world. <laughs> I'm so upset. And I'm on my phone. And I'm like, I know you're fighting with your man, but I love mine. But she said it in that exact tone of voice, guys. That exact tone of voice. <laughs> it started like this. Hey, Jess. Hey, Jess. I, I know, know you're fighting, fighting with, with your, your man, man but, but I love mine. mine. That's what she said to me. Because <laughs> he sent me like a heart or something. Like In my most <laughs> emotional point of fighting with this man, she's like, just so you know. <laughs> I'm flourishing in my relationship, thanks for asking. But then you know what she'll do? She'll come. I'm so sad. Why? No, fighting with this boy and he's fucked up crazy and I just can't. And then you must go, oh, I'm so sorry. What did he say? Maybe he's just upset. Maybe he's just tired. Two seconds later. I oh, know, actually, everything's fine. You're not even texting me. Everything's fine. Never mind. But you must empathize on a deep level when she no, tells you she's upset. We must indulge. She loves indulging in her emotions. So when I know it's it's not even that interesting. It's not an interesting story. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's fully not. It's not interesting. We had snow school. It was like the last period of the day. Everyone ran out and people went home. Like, and then the one teacher locked the kids in the classroom because she was like, "No, we're gonna finish math." Was that interesting? (laughs) Dude, I just remember being in that moment and like it was chaos. I'm sure the memory is interesting. <laughs> but the story. But the story is not interesting. <laughs> this is the thing people don't get. People, like, yes, your memory is so vibrant and amazing and funny, but when you tell it, it's not. You have to be there. That's it. But I told you guys my story now. Because you must also experience. Anyway, guys. <laughs> We've never been in the snow. That's the long story short. We've never been I've in been real in snow. snow. Real big snow. Yes, but. Oh, you went to thingy thing. I was in Poland and... Switzerland. Crazy. How was it? Mm. Big snow. Amazing. Do you like it? We literally would jump back like this into the snow. Absolutely not. <laughs> it was amazing. No, I'm a South African girl. But 
Yeah, like we've always said, South, like South African winter is different, dude. When yeah. you're overseas, like, and you're the air places, the buildings are prepared for the winter. It's insulated. It's yeah. nice. Yeah, because you can take off your jacket and stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you put your jacket on to come in. Yeah. Because it's colder inside than exactly. it is outside. Yeah. No, it's cute, dude, and it's a vibe. Like, it's so pretty. Dude, did I not tell you when I was in Switzerland? Because <laughs> I was there for Christmas. And then my family that I was visiting, they had friends that came over that day, like Christmas Eve. And, like, I was telling the lady, yeah, I'm from South Africa, whatever. And then my uncle was like, yeah, it's her first time having a white Christmas. Like, how cute. And the lady was full on confused. She was like, what do you mean? Then when is Christmas in South Africa? She fully Geography, asked. Geography, babe. She fully asked me, when is Christmas in South Africa? I was like, babe, it's now. <laughs> it's it's, it's just, just warm. summer. And she was like, what do you mean it's summer? I'm like... Do you understand that we have different... <laughs> yeah, do you know hemispheres? Like, do you know what's going on here? A full adult woman, dude. I was sure. I feel like I feel like if you live in the North, you're so ignorant to anything that happens in the South. Literally. Because you don't have to care. Nothing's happening here that's interesting to you. So that's you don't have deep. to care. Yeah, dude. We have to care because that's where the interesting shit happens. Yeah. And also you're taking over our media and our shit. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we have no choice but to consume. I feel like that's also why I'm always, like, really depressed during winter. Because then I see all these yeah. celebrities wearing, like, cute summer outfits. I'm like, I want to wear my cute summer outfit. And it's, like, spring break and all that stuff. And it's Coachella and shit, dude. And they're yeah. wearing, like, cool shit. That's what I'm saying. So I spoke to Marius about this yesterday and I was like, I don't actually think that I could, like, move to a cold country. Mm. Like, because if it's no. any colder than South Africa, I wouldn't. You can't do it, dude. I have to move to Hawaii. Then I'm going to be that girl who's like, they hate because they're like, please stop coming to our, to our island. And I'm here. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, you can't do it. I would thrive if I got to be in a bikini every single day. Yeah. Drinking fucking coconut But juice. there's also a limit. Hey, like I would never live in like Dubai where it gets to like 40 degrees. I feel like I could do it. I would not love it when it's 40, but I could do it. No, I would actually kill myself. I can't do it. I can't. It gets to 30 degrees here and I'm dying. I can't breathe. It gets hot when it's like 40. It gets really hot and you're like sticky and whatever. But like everybody's hot and sticky. There's pools. There's things to do. It's cute. No, babe. They tell you. You can't leave your house. It's too hot. Yo, you know what I am scared of in, in degrees like that? Yeah. Is my Irish skin. It's finished, babe. It's over. I'm going to burn fat. No. Every hour you have to reapply SPF 500. <laughs> dude no can i tell you guys i am the worst <coughs> sorry <coughs> i'm sick yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you whore no but like i actually i'm just checking how long we've been talking oh, i actually can't do um big sun because i burn yeah. so crazy and the thing this is the thing that we were talking about Somebody said every year South Africans forget winter is cold. Yeah. And every year I forget that when in summertime I burn. Every year. <laughs> That's because so true, dude. Every single summer I'm like, I can tan. Yeah, when the summer comes, dude, she's out. She's laying on the grass here for five hours. Yeah. I'm like, bad. <laughs> no, not even. I'm literally out there for 30 minutes reapplying my sunscreen. I'm burnt. Yeah. I have never spent like the first warm week of December not absolutely fried. Yeah. I'm red because red. I'm like, I can tan. And I can't. I've never been able to tan, but I think every year I'm like, oh, you do. This is the year that it's different. That's also my, well, like my problem is kind of the opposite because I will tan so quickly 
So now, and I've, I only buy foundation in summer because in winter I can't give a shit to put makeup then on. If- so now, whenever I put makeup on now these weeks, I'm literally look like peanut butter. Because <laughs> it's brown, babe. I don't understand. Like, I'll tan so quickly. And then the first week of winter, I'm yellow. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> so, it's a struggle. Yo, but you do tan really, really quickly. Yeah, but know. even Morris. Morris tans so fast. Mm-hmm. He's outside for three seconds. And the thing with Morris is, even if he burns, mm-hmm. he can burn fucked. Tomorrow is brown. Yeah. No, not me. I don't think I've never gotten a sunburn. Ever in my life. Cannot relate. Can I tell you? <laughs> no, stop. Now she's going to tell me. Now she's going to tell me when she was a baby, her dad to go to the beach. <laughs> This is why I'm burning. Guys, my she was a newborn. <laughs> yeah, I was like three days old. My parents took me to the beach, and my dad's like, You must here get accustomed to the sun. And he says, That's why we don't burn. I feel like that is deeply <laughs> unscientific. But that's how my family works, guys. I'm sorry. They do one thing one time, they're like, This is the way. True. <laughs> Your family have little funny, weird things it's that they insane, do. Insane, dude. Fucked that's up the weird. Funniest thing ever. Like, why? Where did that come from? Why are you putting a newborn in the sun? That's sun damage. <laughs> but it's fully a belief of everyone in Venezuela, dude. It's not just my family. That it has a specific name. I forgot it now. But you call it like you must get your child thingy. <laughs> no, but your dad will also look at you and go, you're yellow. Yeah, he's been telling me I look sick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Yeah, I don't know. Venezuela, it's so funny, guys. It has like a like a reverse toxic thing. <laughs> reverse toxic thing. Yeah, dude. Like other countries have colorism. Like the darker you are, the more fucked like people treat you. But in Venezuela, if you're pale, people make fun of you. Like you're the butt of the joke. You must be dark. Brown. Otherwise, mm. where are you? You're not at the beach. No, I also want to be at the beach. <laughs> the thing is, I will get like two shades darker, but not from tanning. Like it must occur naturally over the whole summer. <laughs> Because if I try to tan... There's a process. If I try to tan, new skin is coming. Like, that's it. Yeah. I'm just peeling it off. Dude, it's crazy. You know, I used to I used to be one of those people that would lay in the sun with baby oil on my skin. Absolutely not. Yeah, bro. You know the one time that I did tan? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some lady brought us this. Me and my cousin, she'll know. They brought, she brought us this red stuff that she put on your body. It's weird dude it's weird it's strange but she put it on mm-hmm. and you turn real quick and then you turn dude you're tan what was it i don't know but i had was it like a it fucked up no it's like almost like an oil based okay you know when you're in high school you do really cringy stuff and so we saw on like pinterest or whatever mm-hmm. that like all these girls were like tanning like stars into them and whatever oh, so we yeah. were like let's tan the boys that were dating initials into oh, us of course don't ever do that. <laughs> don't, don't ever do that. But I have a picture of us with like nail polish with this red stuff. Oh no. And we're tanning. And I that's the that's that will be the only time that I tan. Yeah. When you, I have an initial in you me. You tan someone's initial into you. Oh god. No. Yeah, guys. What a good time. <laughs> Are we done? This is it. I'm done. I'm also done. I don't have anything else we, to contribute to this conversation. We are outspoken. Cute. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for yet another week. Thank you. Love you so much. Come again. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> Thank you. Come again. <laughs>